This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to NL Interviews. Welcome to News Laundry Conversations uh, in our series on the COVID and looking at various aspects of what this pandemic has set off the chain of events and the circumstances has created. I'm joined by two more subscribers. The last time on NL Conversations, if you remember, we had two wonderful News Laundry subscribers who are doing their doctorates and I think one of them is doing a post-doctorate at Harvard, uh, they are both public health professionals, and one of them was also a practicing doctor who had moved into public health. Uh, this time, we have two more subscribers. Uh, they are actually students. They are studying both in Europe and uh, at a very inopportune moment. I guess there is no opportune moment for something as horrible as COVID-19 to strike. It struck, and uh, now they're there. Are they stuck? Can they come back? What are the circumstances? We're going to have a conversation with Varun Thomas and James Asirvatham. Did I pronounce that correctly? It's uh, Asirvadam. Uh, it, Asirvadam. Oh, it's like Ashirvad. Okay. Thank you guys for joining us. First of all, I hope you guys are well. How are things? Varun? Yes, uh, thank you so much for having us. It's, uh, it's definitely, uh, like you mentioned, uh, quite a, an unfortunate time to be stuck in uh, in a completely new city new place but yes you know it's 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 the situation uh it kind of demands you to be indoors and uh completely isolated so apart from that yes you know definitely doing good and james how are you coping you're in norway man uh well like uh, norway in the early stages of uh, of the coronavirus like uh it, it was like uh hit, hit the most uh like in europe it was like uh, in the top five but uh, the government has done a lot to to mitigate it and and to keep it under control. Uh, the hotspot is more around Oslo and the south of Norway, uh, whereas I live somewhere in the centre and it's more more of a, a village where I live. Uh, it's just because of the university that it's a student city, so I'm not I'm kind of away from the from the hotspot of events. But it's still uh, there's a partial lockdown of sorts. People still go about doing essential work like a healthcare and say going right. for and stuff but still there, there is uh, a lockdown of sorts where people have gone home like people who study here they've gone home like it's very few of us international students that live here right so gentlemen i will just uh, first introduce what you do uh, and why you are where you are with our audience and the other listeners of news laundry so varun thomas uh, has just finished his graduate studies that's MSc Management in Germany from the EBS Universität for which, okay, I can't pronounce that. Help me. Yeah, so uh, it's it's basically German for uh, EBS University for uh, Economics and Law, and uh, we have about two different campuses out here. One is dedicated to uh, specifically business studies, and the other ones for uh, for law. It's um, it's in a city which is quite close to Frankfurt, just about thirty minutes from the main city. I see. And uh, you graduated in the bachelor's in IT engineering and you did your MBA at OP Jindal Global University and now you're doing a dual degree master's from Germany. And James, uh, you are in the final semester of a master's education at NTNU in Norway. You study sustainable manufacturing and you work with polymer technology and recycling. In your second and third semester, you worked as a research assistant at the Advanced Sustainable Engineering Materials Lab following which you took up a thesis engagement to work on the lifetime prediction of 
HDPE used in Norwegian fish farms. What is that? What is the lifetime prediction of HDPE? Uh, so HDPE is high density polyethylene, uh, which is a common a polymer which they use uh, in, in manufacturing like these cages and confinements for fish uh, used in fish farms. Uh, the reason why they use that is because other plastics like uh, they tend to get leached when they're in contact with the elements and water. Uh, whereas HDPE has a higher resistance to all the elements. So uh, the objective of the project is to find out if this um, HDPE can be recycled over a series of cycles before it goes obsolete or before it starts leaching. So uh, the reason is to stop producing um, the confinements and fish farm equipment from virgin plastic rather than like rather use recycled plastic uh, using some fillers or some chemicals to, to make it uh, like mechanically strong again to improve its properties and keep it in the cycle. I see. So, and you also like listening to podcasts, uh, yeah. training at the gym and cooking and gardening. Okay. I just want to quickly read out what both of you had written when we sent out a mail. Uh, we had this question in the mail that we sent out to Varun and James that uh, what are your thoughts regarding the situation you're in right now and how you're dealing with it? So Varun wrote, uh, having finished my master's a few weeks ago, it doesn't seem like the optimal time to have graduated as my interviews and future employment options have either been indefinitely postponed or cancelled. However, I believe it would be better to use this time to give in for further skill development, if not anything else. Hence, I've taken up some online courses offered by EDX and Coursera and taken up writing again and offer pro bono support via LinkedIn for businesses reaching out. And James wrote, the pandemic falls under the category of circumstances that are out of our control. And hence, there isn't much I can do to alleviate the situation other than adopting a rational mindset and focus on things that I have been putting aside for a while, like writing my thesis, self-reflection, etc. I have been furloughed from work at the restaurant and have applied for unemployment benefits. More of our students are barred entry to labs and other university facilities, which further restricts the progress of thesis work. However, I have been trying to use my time constructively to enhance my culinary skills by using different recipes and techniques. I have been able to catch up with my friends over video calls and also exercise at home. Curious of the week, it's helped you bolster your mental and physical strength during these hard times. So uh, first of all, you know, when I had mentioned to my colleague Rajshi, we were recording uh, awful and awesome earlier today that I'm going to be talking to two subscribers who are stuck. She says no one can be stuck anymore because the government is, you know, offering to get all its citizens back. A, is that true? Uh, so you go first, Varun. What is your situation? You are there. You finished your MSc. And uh, I guess this was the time you were to do your interviews. And what is your status now? Are you in university? Are you allowed to stay on there? Uh, if you leave Germany, then you can't go back. What is your situation? So my current situation is kind of... Uh... Technically, you know, using the word stuck would mean that I have no other choice. Uh, but then there are certain decisions that I will have to make, which may not be easy. That's, uh, I, I guess that would be a longer version of putting it. And uh, the situation is that, um, so since my current student visa is soon to expire, and uh, which, of course, would be, I would be offered an extension to it. Uh, all of this process would work online. But then, um, okay, firstly, when I reached out to the Indian embassy asking how exactly would the process work, how does, um, you know, because since that was also the time when uh, the extension process was not 
taken care of online. I, you know, basically did not get any information back from the Indian embassy, from the Indian consulate in uh, in Frankfurt. So uh, after which it was, uh, it was more like, you know, so now that I've graduated and, uh, you know, I was, I was primarily asked by a few companies. Okay. So, you know, firstly I was, uh, I was put on hold for a couple of weeks saying that, okay, you know, we'll manage something or to manage something online. We'll see how it goes. And then it was more like, okay, so we do the first uh, session online, but then, you know, we'll have to wait another few weeks to see if we can have, uh, have an in-person uh, interview scheduled. But then, so uh, two companies actually, you know, two pretty well-known companies just said that, okay, we'll have to put this whole process on hold for the, uh, for the moment, because we're, since we're not sure how exactly we will be able to move ahead with the processes, we, we may just have to indefinitely close the position. Um, so that's one challenge. Secondly, it's um, I. So the, another challenge with the movement is that uh, my current visa is sort of um, on a. It's kind of like a bridge visa, if um, if that could be like an English term for that. So what happens in that particular process is I cannot leave the country um, without prior notice or without any sort of an official notice and. Uh, and even though I am a citizen of India, I can definitely travel to India, but then returning back to Germany would be another long process, which uh, which honestly, I am not even sure what all documents or what all procedures would have to be followed up, uh, followed up on, because I really do not know anyone who has, you know, gone through a similar stage before. So, so you have the precedence of how this would play out. So basically i guess your strategy is that if you were to come back here which you're saying technically you can uh, in on a commercial flight or how i mean if you want to come back how would you come are there flights coming from germany to india no right uh, so i actually know someone who took the last flight from frankfurt to delhi on uh, on the 16th of march and um, but then again you know even though the person managed to land in delhi there was a huge uh, procedure process that uh, the person had to go through so right now there are no flights between uh, frankfurt to delhi which means um, that i may potentially have to you know keep checking uh, on the, on the 14th or after the 14th of april if there are if there is any possibility of that happening but so far i really don't see or uh, have come across any such news and your i guess the toss up is that if you were to come back you're to India, then going back to Germany, you're not sure whether that procedure would actually work out and that insecurity is keeping you there. Am I right? It's more about uh, the whole uncertainty of uh, how the whole process would work out because uh, procedurally it all sounds quite simple, but then uh, with the existing uh, issue, there's just so much... um, insecurity as to okay what happens if uh, if if you know if i do go then do i have to how do i come back to you know get my graduation letters um, and uh, right. this is something which is not exactly mailed or career to you so it's like okay so right. is, is it what happens then right okay uh, now coming to james you're in norway you have not finished yet right you're still in the final semester you still have some more studies to go. A, what are your options of coming back if you wanted to? And do you want to? And B, how will this semester work out? Now, how do you know foreign students like you, how does this affect your timeline and your plans? 
Well, uh, I could start by uh, answering the, the first one. Like, uh, yes, I'm in my final semester. Uh, and since it's thesis work, it, it's, uh, it mostly revolves around, like, my thesis is primarily experimental. So it involves a lot of going to the lab and being physically present, uh, monitoring the equipment and getting readings. Uh, and that has not been possible uh, given the situation. Like, we're not allowed to enter into labs unless we have uh, special permission. And uh, like recently, our labs were opened up uh, to manufacture masks for the local hospital. So uh, that's the only operation that's going on in the lab. So they 3D print masks and other protective equipment uh, for the local hospitals around the region. Uh, any other thesis-related work has been uh, halted. So most of what I'm doing now is theoretical work where I read journals and papers and try to condense information. Coming to like the semester, it, it's conducted digitally for now. Uh, earlier, the uh, what they said was that after Easter, like uh, this, this is the Easter week. Uh, what they said uh, was that end of Easter, the college would resume again. But now there's been new updated information that the like universities in Norway will be closed for the rest of the semester and everything like exams and classes will be conducted uh, digitally and. There's no possibility of any physical meetings or physical classes, and this will go on until the like the situation gets better. I mean, we don't know when that is, so that remains fluid. Yeah, uh, now it's uh, as of now it's closed indefinitely, and uh, most of our pieces deadlines, uh, which were set for around uh, June to August, depending on the nature of your work, now it's been extended by a month, by two months. So our graduation is uh, extended as well. Uh, and coming to the visas, uh, well, like there's an option where if you if you look for jobs, like right after your uh, right, right after your master's education, you can and and you land a job, you can apply for a a work visa where the company sponsors you and uh, you, you get uh, a work visa. The other option is to apply for a job seeking visa. Uh, as you know, the job situation, uh, as Varun was, uh, uh, was saying, like a lot of these positions have been uh, closed indefinitely or they've been uh, pushed to a later date. So like, there's not much happening in, in, the, in the job seeking arena. People aren't uh, able to apply, like the positions which opened up aren't uh, open, uh, open anymore. And it's just being pushed to, to a later date and no, no one knows when. So where are you from originally? Uh, I'm from Belarus. So you, what's your plan? I mean, do you plan to come back? Do you not want to come back because you don't know when the university will open? But even if it does open, they're saying the rest of the course can be done digitally, virtually. So what what is your plan? How are you going to negotiate this? Are you going to stay there indefinitely in limbo, not knowing what happens? Or how, how does this impact your decisions? Like I have two career paths as of now uh, because I've uh, been working as a, as a cook. Like um, uh, I really love cooking and I was able to like work in a professional kitchen uh, starting August of 2018. It's almost two years since I like worked in a professional kitchen and uh, I, I got a job in, in Oslo uh, which was supposed to start in the summer uh, as a like as a chef and that was like pushed because like all restaurants are closed uh, as of now. So I was like looking for other opportunities as well, like parallelly on the engineering side as well, where I look for uh, like jobs in, in, in this sector as well. But in every sector, like uh, everything has been pushed to a later date. Yeah. And 
Yes, certainly. This is not a great time for jobs anywhere in the world. In fact, US is seeing its record unemployment insurance being applied for. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I guess what you're saying is that you'll wait it out to see if you can get some sort of a job there and then figure yeah. through your master's, get a job in polymer science or whatever is the subject that you did study. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Basically assess the job situation and then take the uh, next steps. Thanks for that, James. Now, Varun, um, I, I guess that you're also kind of playing it by ear to see how this moves. A, how bad is Germany? Because Germany is considered, at least if you watch the international news here, was one of the places where cases were major. Uh, Boris Johnson apparently is on oxygen support while we're recording this. That there were rumors, uh, I'm not rumors, but there was news even in BBC and CNN, which was later said that she tested negative, that Angela Merkel, you know, also maybe have been exposed to someone who was afflicted by Corona. Uh, how severe is the lockdown? How much can you get out? And how difficult is it for someone? Where are you from? I mean, originally, do you have like a, you have family there, you have a social support system. How are you dealing with this? Or would you rather be home, but you can't because you can't get back? I mean, you know what I'm saying, right? Yes, uh, I, I get that. So to answer your question, it uh, I do not have any close family living in Germany. Um, I do have some relatives who live uh, nearby in, in, in France and in Austria. But then again, since I cannot even leave my own city in Frankfurt, it is definitely out of question to be able to travel to any other country at the moment. When it comes to having a support system, it uh, it. I, I suppose it is how, you know, you see it on the news of uh, how you see it on any form of social media. You know, you're connected to your friends via all possible applications these days, I believe. And um, and uh, when it comes to the lockdown, it um, so it is not exactly a very typical lockdown situation as we see in India, where it is being um, sort of deliberated and orchestrated by the by the government. There are certain cities in Germany which have, gone on self lockdown where it has been taken into action by the by the state uh, authorities but for example in frankfurt uh, the, the, the local news says that it is a partial lockdown where local businesses have been shut so you know your grocery stores your pharmacies are only open for specific hours and you can only go to these particular uh, stores or outlets you want to call it uh, with special, uh, you know, you have to wear a mask, you have to wear your gloves, and you have to maintain two feet distance. You only about if I, if I so the one which is uh, five minutes away from where I live, um, only seven to nine people are allowed at a particular time, and you you can actually see people queuing outside these stores, you know, waiting for like 30, 40 minutes to get in. So it's uh, it's actually quite subjective, especially Frankfurt is just so crowded that. Even if you go to a particular store at eight in the morning, you will see ten people waiting outside to get in. So that's how it is. And uh, you know, when it comes to having a having a you know sort of being connected, it is mostly you know. So since I live in uh, in, a, in a building where you know I have uh, about two different neighbors, so you know we kind of just try and stay connected that way. You know, of course, not being not hanging out with each other physically, of course, but then uh, you know sort of having that social contact. It uh, it definitely helps, but apart from that, you know, it definitely would have been uh, a lot more mentally and emotionally um, 
convenient, so to say, to to you know be actually be able to be with with my own family back in Delhi. But then again, since that was uh, that was not exactly an option, um, even at the last moment, I suppose you know this is sort of the the ground reality um, for the moment. I see. Um, how about you, James? Uh, would you have been you know more comfortable back in Vellore with your family? Uh, but professionally, and I guess you guys have spent so much money in your education there to come back would be pretty much, you know, it would be like writing off a bad debt or something that huge. So you have to clearly stay on there and work there. But how hard is it coping there? And also, if you could just also enlighten me, I don't know if this is true, that Norway was trying rather than locking everything down, that they will go with that herd immunity thing. They will go with as, you know, work as normal. And anyone who falls really sick, they're saying we have the health care facilities and infrastructure to make sure that we can take care of the ones who are seriously sick and we'll build that herd immunity. Is that right? Is it, I mean, they haven't locked anything down. Is, is that true? Uh, well, uh, I think like you're talking about the UK because UK, they were more vocal about the herd immunity. But uh, here they were pretty... Uh, at least uh, in, in the earlier stages, they were pretty serious uh, about uh, locking the, the country down. Well, like it, it varies, right? Like from con- county to county, like our county, uh, it's not like they, they're being lax about it. They're, it's just that we are not as densely populated as other uh, counties. For example, uh, Oslo uh, is very densely populated, whereas our, uh, like for, for the, the amount of landmass that we have, well, we just have 20,000 people. So we don't have uh, as many people around. So people still uh, go go for walks. They, they go to the lake. Uh, but like Scandinavia is a great example of how uh, they do social distancing even without a quarantine because they respect each other's spaces and like they're uh, like introverted. And, and they don't like being around in, in groups unless they know each other. So life is going on as normal? I mean, restaurants are open, shops are open. You're saying there's no restriction as such? Uh, well, uh, the restaurants are closed. Um, like Because of the legislation, restaurants are closed. But they're doing t- takeouts and uh, they have these like they have these deals for medical personnel or people who are working uh, like around the clock. They have deals for them to, to like uh, get food for cheap. Uh, otherwise, like there are uh, grocery stores are open, and uh, like the government is like uh, letting people know that they're there for them, and that uh, asking them to be rational during these times and respect other people's space. Uh, public transport is is going uh, is functioning as as usual, and uh, people don't take it as much because they fear like the, you know just getting infected. But public transport as uh, is going is functioning as as usual. Uh, but it's, it's not like the economy is ground to a halt. That's not happened. Uh, no. The, the economy, like uh, right now, they, they're looking for, like they're looking up to the like, human welfare over the economy. Like I've, I've been laid off and uh, I've applied for unemployment benefits. So mm-hmm. they're helping people who've been uh, like, unemployed with uh, like giving them funds for this month. And there's a new petition which has gone out for like rent reduction for international students and stuff like that, but they haven't been passed or like they haven't uh, gone through to the, the government and they haven't greenlit it. But still, like those are those are just talks around the great one where people just throw in ideas and they're discussing and debating what should be done to help uh, the welfare of the people, the students. Baron, like yeah, I'm coming to you. 
how many international students you think are like you who like are in the middle of their graduation or have graduated and are between you know getting applying for a job and graduation and where does that leave so many of you do you have an idea i mean i, I don't mean you know need an exact number but are there a significant number of, of guys like you from india well specifically from india yes if i look at my own uh, particular batch i would say we had about uh, 40 40 to 50 indian indian students specifically my batch and um, out of which of course you know not all 40 45 are uh, are currently in germany some decided to move back to india some decided to you know work in in different countries and um, and it's um, and just like uh, in in similar to james situation you know those who had started working were either asked to take um, take sort of like a, a break so it's it's i guess it's a slightly different concept from being furloughed as well because you know you're not exact you're still getting your uh, employee benefits but uh, uh at a at a much uh, your your salary you get your insurance benefits but your salary is a little uh, lesser than than you know contractually so right and uh, and you know even those uh, who started working they they have certain uncertainties as to whether they will still have a job in 6 months and those who were in uh, and those who you know who were in my situation who just submitted their thesis and were in the whole process of uh, perhaps getting something uh, going on um it's it's kind of like huge uh, huge question mark and those who are in you know their their penultimate semester or you're just finishing their thesis um that the, so we normally have a graduation in in august uh, even though we have been sent out invites of uh, about the graduation you know the registration and everything the particular talk is that we're not exactly sure on whether the whole ceremony will be held this year or not um and uh, and universities have you know gone from from a grading system you know like the the grade point average between 0 to 4 or you know any point scale average to a simple pass fail sort of a system because um since all examinations have to be taken online now um you know the universities are not exactly sure on how to deal with that of course classes are being done online but um it's still a huge uh, question on okay how exactly does the the next process the next stage of that work hmm right james uh, in your case uh, how many people like you you reckon will be in norway and uh, you said you applied for um, the unemployment benefit uh, do non norwegians also qualify for that that benefit um well uh, even if there's no uh, pandemic right now like there wouldn't be many uh, internationals there aren't many international students who who choose norway as a like a popular study destination and r- right now there are very few like Uh, in my house uh, i just have my my flatmate who lives uh lives with me like he's italian like, and I, like in our entire like housing complex which is around 50 60 houses there, there are just like 20 to 30 international students That's, and you're the only indian i'm saying uh i'm one of three indians uh the other two they they joined in 2019 august of 2019 right yeah yeah and coming to your second question like unemployment benefits um but if you've been working uh, long enough and if you uh, pay taxes and you make above a certain um like salary margin 
like the tax bracket, like if you pay a certain amount of taxes, then you're uh, automatically eligible. Like as long as you're, you have your personal ID, which is uh, like your social security number registered with the tax department, you're eligible for unemployment benefits. So if you pay taxes on earning beyond a certain point, that's the, the benefit that you get even when you're out of job, you will get a minimum pay. Yes, uh, and uh, the, the pay that they give during the like, uh, the unemployment benefits that you get is uh, calculated based on the sal like the amount you made the previous year, plus uh, a few uh, parameters here and there. It depends on whether you're a student and like uh, how bad you're affected. But uh, like now, it's non-factor. Like everybody is affected by uh, the the coronavirus, and uh, like. It's a very uh, like unforeseen circumstance. So everybody is uh, applying for uh, unemployment benefits. It's not like uh, like a circumstance where you you apply out of the blue. And people who are healthy, people who uh, they've been laid off, they've been terminated just because of this. And the government is supportive in that sense. I see. So, um, Varun, now a thank you so much both of you for being subscribers and supporting us even through tough times such as these. And uh, I hope you guys can, you know, figure out the future going forward. Of course, we don't know how far this is going to last or how long this is going to last. But Varun, uh, A, why did you choose Germany? And if all this hadn't happened, would you have liked to continue working in Germany or would you have headed to the US or UK or elsewhere? Well, you know, that's kind of uh, a cliche as to, uh, you know, Indians deciding between US and UK. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know, comically or ironically, I don't know which which fits in better with this. Uh, US and UK, uh, neither of those were uh, options that I had initially considered when I was uh, when I had applied to uh, to do my masters. Um, so it was the choice for me was between Canada and Germany. I had applied to two uh, specific universities alone, and. Um, and I had gotten through uh, through Germany before that, so you know Germany kind of uh, just fell into uh, place. But then again, since I had uh, since I had already been in touch with a few uh, students uh, in uh, from India uh, at EBS, I was able to you know speak to them. I was able to network with them and understand, okay, you know how exactly things work and um, how does how does their future look like after graduating from uh, from a German university because Germany is a place where which is definitely picking up in terms of having a lot of Indian expats and um, not just in uh, in the in the typical IT sense as uh, alone of course the German government has uh, provisions where uh, they they support IT um IT engineers to come and work uh, in in Germany, uh, but they also appreciate and um, a lot of other professions also coming into the country. But of course, studying over here and planning the next couple of years was something which I had you know decided to do through the students that I had been in touch with, Indian students, of course. So Germany was definitely an option, and which is why I had chosen to come here. Um, and uh, secondly. Now, since uh, since it's it's uh, the it's not just my future which is uncertain um, over here, but even back home, it's sort of you know um, like a whole question about okay, so what happens if um, do I have like a fallback option? So 
it's just it's not just about you know coming back or you know staying which i have to decide between it's it's about you know just kind of making sure that whatever decision i make is something which is some is something which i'm you know kind of really satisfied and happy with because ultimately you know all these years of effort and um, work really has to pay off and you know show up uh, in 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 whatever i do next so i suppose it's it, it's not ultimately about making that compromise but being satisfied with that decision i i i suppose honestly it would be completely dependent on on what the next opportunity is all about i really don't think personally it really has a lot to do with uh, with where i where i live after this but more to do with what i do next so i suppose it's it's more about what than where for me right and james what about you why did you choose norway and um, this shit storm not hit us how would your life have been different my, my friends still like pull my leg like you know, they ask me why why norway like because uh, it, it's not a popular destination and there are so many statistics which point to like people even even if they go to norway they don't stay as long uh, mainly because of the harsh climate and uh, like the Uh, the social climate as well like the people aren't uh, like it takes a while before you uh, get absorbed into their community and be part of their affairs and mm-hmm. i decided to uh, take it up because one the the course was very like the, the program was very attractive to me at that time and uh, there's no tuition fee uh, for norwegian universities so wow. i just have to uh, pay my uh, monthly expenses which is uh, very expensive Like uh, it's one of the uh, most expensive places to live in the world, like Norway. Like yeah, I know. Uh, but still, I just decided to go ahead and um, yeah, and and it's worked out uh, quite quite well. And well, like if the pandemic wasn't around and like things were uh, normal, like I, I would have uh, like I was in the process of uh, uh, job hunting. Like I was applying for internships, jobs. and uh, i had this phd opportunity in the lab that i work in as well so i was assessing the options um, like i was applying to jobs related to uh, the culinary arts as well and um, it seemed like i was um, making progress in, in, in applying but only in the in the culinary field i was able to like make some clicks where uh, like land some hits where i uh, got called for interviews Oh, like uh, made it through the round, and I was called called to start working, and uh, I was a bit confused uh, then. So like right now, it's it's more of like uh, it put put me in the backseat, but still like I'm I'm trying to stay afloat and try to like better my skills skill set in terms yeah. of both both these career paths. So it's a toss up between these polymer science kind of thing and and um, cooking up a storm. So. I mean, just to give you a little story before we wind up, I have a you know last question for both of you. But one of my friends got married to a Norwegian girl, and I think this was um, maybe ten years ago, twelve years ago, probably. I think two thousand eight. We traveled to a small town called Horten. I think it's H O E R T E, and it's I think an hour and a half or so from Oslo. Uh, have you been there by any chance? Have you heard of it? Oh yes, I know Horten. Yeah. So by Indian standards, it's like so small you can run across it and like. in a few minutes but uh, i remember we about i don't think they'd ever seen an indian before in that town it was so norwegian and white and about 15 of us boys landed up for the wedding and 
I remember at night, like good Punjabi boys, we were on the streets and there's this dock where all these boats and yachts are docked. We went there and we were drinking like it was a wedding year, and but Punjabi is celebrated. And I remember the next day, Charlotte's family told my friend's mother that the whole town could hear your son and his friends. So please tell them not to go <laughs> shouting through the streets because everyone can hear them. This is very quiet. So I was like, oops. <laughs> and uh, talking about expensive, it's the only place where I've paid like at that time, one kroner, I think was 70 bucks. I paid like, I, I don't know, five kroner to take a piss because they had these automated things and you had to put the five kroner and went to take a piss and came out. I was like, wow. So this place is really expensive. So yeah, I can imagine how expensive it is just maintaining your minimum lifestyle over there, man. Yeah, uh, th- that's uh, that's about accurate. Uh, but the conversion is one chrono is around uh, like back then it would have been seven rupees. Now it's uh, fluctuating between seven point eight and eight point two. Right. Uh, when you were talking about your story, when you mentioned that, I was just I couldn't help but you know try and control my my laughter because when I first moved here, it was um, so. Me and a few of my friends, we live close to uh, close to our, our, our business school campus, which is in a really small town. And um, when I say small town, it, it uh, according to you know our Indian standards, it is smaller than a village, and yeah. uh, and it's it's like you know it's a very close knit community. And imagine these. It's not even actually many, just about four Delhiites living in 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 one uh, housing uh, block apartment, so to say. And uh, you can, you know, after after week, uh, you you really get to hear a lot of uh, things from the landlord as to, okay, this is interesting. What are you guys up to? <laughs> Just a last question to both of you. And uh, why don't you go first and then James, you can come in. Do you go through really low patches? I mean, are your spirits all the time high or do you really feel really lonely and, and, and just, uh, I won't say depressed, but are there highs and lows or are you it's normal. It's, it doesn't rock your world so much, the situation. Well, I full disclosure, I really wouldn't, um, you know, not use the word depressed because clearly, you know, being, okay, so the kind of person I am is, you know, a very outgoing kind of a personality is what I have. And, um, and you know, when I say going out, it does not necessarily mean being like the typical party person, but, you know, just, having that sort of a physical contact with people with my close friends on on a on a regular basis is just something which i do and not being able to do that over the last 3 weeks uh, plus in fact 3 plus weeks definitely takes a toll on you you know you're being isolated and since i live by myself you kind of um have no sort of a contact to um anybody for that matter so and you know especially when you realize that uh, you've put in all the the last two years your efforts just kind of seem to be just you know just i can't exactly you know find a much better expression uh than comparing it you know just sort of going up into thin air and just disappearing um it really does you know you really just tend to question a lot of it but then at the same time what helps is, you know, having friends and your family who, with whom you can speak to about all of these things. It helps. And um, because ultimately, you know, having that sort of a support really helps you keep going and, you know, not feel extremely low or, you know, dejected, so to speak, so to say. 
So mm. highs and lows are definitely a part of uh, normal life. But then, you know, these times just kind of um, amplify it. So I, I, I would really suggest if anybody's, you know, actually feeling these emotions or shares anything similar, they should really speak to someone whom they really trust. So um, personally, I do feel, you know, there are times when uh, it's like, okay, you know, you kind of just go into this spiral where you question everything. It happens, but having someone to speak to about all of that really helps. So, well, I'm glad you have someone to speak to. How about you, James? Highs and lows or so far you haven't got there yet? Uh, well, like uh, highs and lows are what make life uh, beautiful. Isn't it? And, right. and uh, what, what Warren uh, said is, is very true. Like, um, like especially when, when you're introverted, you're, you, you really take a hit when you don't have uh, the, uh, human connections around you as much. Uh, like I would say I'm borderline introverted. So the lack of human contact isn't taking as much as a toll on me, but still like I do uh, crave some human contact sometimes. Uh, one good thing, like uh, I would call it a blessing is that I've been uh, quarantined with my flatmate. Like we both stay in the same uh, house and uh, we pretty much uh, cook Why together. May I, may I ask, was there a case around you? Uh, well, like it's it's more of a self quarantine that we chose to do. Right. Yeah. And well, like it's been uh, really nice because we we've been cooking and uh, just uh, talking. And recently we had a, a barbecue right outside our place. Like we, we we don't go much into the city or communicate with other people. Like we cook and we also like started this fake restaurant on Instagram uh, where we post uh, pictures and and stuff of what we cook and. Yeah, in that sense, it, it's been uh, really nice. But uh, on the other hand, I've been spending some time uh, on self-reflection because uh, I've never had the time to like introspect uh, what I'm going through and what I need to do and like meditation and, and things like that, which have really helped me. And also to to like write my thesis as well because uh, this is like the perfect uh, window where you can actually do some reading and uh, you can condense information and uh, make some theoretical progress. It's kind of interesting because, you know, you watch the news about all these different locations, about all these different countries. What I've noticed is it's quite peculiar because in in Germany, like uh, it's quite similar to Oslo, the country in particular does not have, you know, these, these strict lockdown uh, laws where, you know, it's it's more like a self-isolation thing you do to for your own safety and for those around you uh, as compared to countries like Italy or Spain or even sort of similar to India. It, it, it's more like a, it's sort of like a self-responsibility or social responsibility which people are adhering to. I think it's something which is which is quite, quite interesting if you try and compare all these uh, attitudes. Right. So, um, I guess, yeah, how, how it looks in the news is, is a little different from how it actually plays out on the ground. But thanks, guys, for taking the time to join me. Uh, hope uh, your future works out just fine and uh, everything's settled. Uh, but uh, thank you for participating in this podcast and thank you for your support. I shall hopefully talk to you guys some other time in better circumstances, man. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. 
catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.